where we're finally back after taking six weeks off. It's Greg. It's Jordan. And we're fucking back. You know, it feels good to come back from my isolation chamber. Uh, they did ayahuasca and Joshua Tree. Yeah, how Tree. was ayahuasca? Just, it was fantastic. I did saw you demand the a trade to the Jets? Um, yeah, um, you know they had a good trade package. They got a first and a fifth for me, along with Sick. along with eating my fifty four million dollar contract. So you know, mm. good things coming. Um, now you get to go hang out and uh, milf hunt with Zach Wilson in Manhattan. You know, the one thing I was thinking about too. It's such a shame that Aaron Rodgers didn't get to New York before Kyrie Irving was traded to oh Dallas. Oh my god, it would have just been. <laughs> it would have been the ultimate, just like two. Very strong brains merging together. Honestly, though, like, I feel like if you saw both of them at the same time walking down the street, it would be like staring at the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, it'd be like crossing the streams from Ghostbusters. Like, Like, it would just. Granted, it's been 22 years, but the good people of New York have suffered enough. We don't need another mass death kind of event they've had enough of jets in new york okay yeah enough. <laughs> you know it's kind of kind of fucked up that's the name of the team still i mean it is being honest like i get it laguardia and all that yeah the new york shay i mean it, i guess it beats the new york royal family true i mean they could have went with, they could have went with the gothams something like yeah. that that actually would be kind of a cool name that would be kind of a cool name let us rebrand your sports team. We'll give you something nice. Yeah, hell yeah. Pay us lots of money. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, now that we're back, uh, I went ahead and took the liberty of inking a deal with our favorite outlet. We are now the newest podcast on Crooked Media. We are firmly aligned with the Democratic Party. Uh, and so one thing I just want to get out of the way right here in the intro, we are now 100% more racist. Absolutely. You know, we just um, we think about our heroes, Strom Thurmond and Jesse Helms and how they were stalwarts in the Senate. Uh-huh. Just great people. You know, it's come on, man. It's great stuff. I, I Brandon gave a eulogy at Strom Thurmond's funeral. And now that's what we're going to do. Thankfully, didn't mention the fact that he uh, had a at a mixed race child out of wedlock that was presumably conceived in sexual assault. Um, it just focused on the good things yeah. like staying in the Senate way too long until he hit the age of 100. Listen, we just found out that Steven Crowder's wife is leaving him. Uh, I've already started penning his eulogy. <laughs> and you know, oh, I think man. it's going to be a beautiful and fitting tribute to an old friend. Uh, there's a good chance he's just going to drink himself to death. Oh like, yeah, man. He's going, like he's month. going full leaving Las Vegas. Oh, like he wasn't doing great to begin with. Like no. he has like that baboon heart or whatever. I don't know Dude, what his problem is. He, he re, he's like, he's like a 19 year old dog. <laughs> you know, like that like, man is like a lot. I understand. I don't mean to downplay addiction. <laughs> It's it's affected lots of people in my own life, and again, I, I'm not here to to downplay, but that is a man who is addicted 
to the hospital. Like he somehow like got in contact with Bolsonaro and he got the Bolsonaro hospital disease. I, I just think it's amazing that like Crowder will have as many heart problems as he does and then still just take as many cigars as possible because he thinks it butches him up or something. Because it may, yeah. Having a giant turd in your mouth makes you an alpha. I, I really don't understand how like cigars have become like the mark of masculinity when it's all it so does. It's so funny, just, man. Yeah. Like every single one does like that. Harlan Hill is like the ultimate one too, where he has like the little cigar, but he looks like porky pig smoking. Yeah, it. It's exactly. fantastic. Yeah. I it's 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 really beyond me. It's gross. Smoke I've, weed like a real man. I've missed this. This has been fantastic. <laughs> this is a good therapy session. We should also say um again right in the outro or in the intro, uh we do have a little bit of unfortunate news when it comes to Kyle and that is he leaked a bunch of uh classified information in our Discord server and is uh currently serving time in Guantanamo. I don't even know how he got a Jwix account. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he his dedication towards uh leaking information about the ukraine war was um surprising but uh you know you gotta respect his determination on winning uh internet battles so listen and the 16 people in our discord we salute you a, a true posters poster went out like like a king you real plays the glory stuff oh hold on a second he didn't post in ours I'm the one who posts classified information, our Discord oh, that's server. Right. Anyway, $2 a month, patreon.com slash <laughs> money. Um, you too can learn what the uh, what the uh, depleted uranium armor to an M1 Abrams tank is like. Yeah, you can uh, – I'm going to set up an OnlyFans where I just uh, read the Anarchist cookbook. <laughs> you can state secrets and just do that. It's yeah, like exactly. $15 a month. It's going to be me. I'm going to be like Mike Gravel, just uh, reading the Pentagon Papers. Except for on OnlyFans. Yeah, except it's just going to be the Epstein flight logs. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Hey, uh, again, real quick, we got a lot of housekeeping. It's been a long time. And, you know, again, this is a news podcast, so we got to talk about the news. Uh, first and foremost, I don't want to give this a whole lot of time, but, you know, we got to we got to give congrats to an old friend, Mr. Ennis Freedom. Uh, he, the prodigal son has come home and our boy received the Freedom Award in the beautiful town of Riverton by given to him by Mayor Bragg, isn't that his name or something like that? It's like Tyler Skaggs or something. Yeah, something fucking stupid. It, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely is something that sounds like I don't know. Someone who played on like the 98 Knicks or something. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. This place yeah, rules. It, anyway, I just like to say like the way that Governor Cox looked at Ein's freedom canter. <laughs> I don't even freedom. think he's ever looked at his <laughs> wife that way. No, like, man. Just, just the little gleam in his eye and all that too. Like that was, that was an intense look. I have never seen that from a man who wasn't like infatuated with someone. Just a little... Man, like, all, man, he was all taken. For a, all, all for a guy who was the worst defensive player in the league. Yeah, the guy man. who has like a career defensive win share of like minus three. Yeah, dude. Dark Terrific. Shit. You know, he, he deserved that award though from Riverton, Utah, a city that's just like a speed bump between Lehigh and Bluffdale. Right, yeah. I'm going to do the same thing when I tweet 17 consecutive uh, times about the Uyghurs. 
we need to start making up our own uh, awards and just seeing if we can get an athlete to accept it. Yeah. What kind of level of athlete do you think we could like talk into accepting an award? Like, like political affiliation be damned. Like, who do you think we can get? I know we could probably get my kid. He just started T-ball. I think we can do a little better than that. Like, at least college or better. Who's the name of the, what was that cornerback he used to play for the Chargers? The lefty guy. He was cool. We could get him, right? Darrell Rivas? Wait, no. No. I forgot his name. I should, Justin Jackson or Justin Johnson or something like that. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He like dunked all over Tulsi and Elizabeth Warren. Oh, he was cool. That was cool. This is like, I don't know. This is like 2020. So this is a minute ago. Anyway, let's get let's get back on track here a little bit. Yeah. Good news. Election season's here now. Because breaking news. I don't know how many of you guys love democratic politics. I live for it. Mm. We especially have two, especially in Utah. We have one national and one local one we want to talk about. First off, national one, Dark Brandon's back. He's running, he's doing it. Doing like a something that was not a surprise to anyone because honestly, like who was going to run other than Joe Biden? Right. Yeah. I mean, they made that very clear early on that they were not going to accept any competition. That bench is empty. Yeah. Like who? Who? Who is going to run? I mean, Bernie's ninety-seven years old. And he's already like, I'm not doing it. No, I'm good. Like Pete Buttchug has completely like yeah, ruined any chance. He like his chances of being president were already slim to none. And now they're completely in the tank. They're in the yeah. red. That dude is never becoming yeah. president. Yeah. Mayor Pete has to deal with our weekly uh, railroad uh, derailment involving uh corrosive chemicals every single week now right yeah he's got to deal with an extinction level event every other week and we're gonna be harris no like no there's no way the vice president's gonna be doing it too especially just because like the way that she speaks and like acts around other people is um unsettling at best yeah are you really gonna have two buck chuck up there debating trump no it's like her whole like speaking cadence and the way she speaks is just like if she's reading like 1970s motivational posters to you like it says hang on there sweetie and you know <laughs> yeah it's the laughing and it's like that alone is just like holy shit yeah yeah we're done we're done here thanks nice try it's like, yeah, you can throw her up against like Mike Pence or whatever in like the VP debate because Mike Pence is tragically born without a personality and is also somehow more unsettling than she is. Yeah. Well, he also like looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, yeah, he looks he he's looks got like, like he's kind of got like a major apple white vibe to him. He looks like the the standard like Republican from the West Wing that's just there to get dunked on by like by like the president or like Yeah. I don't know, like Bradley Whitford or something like that. He's supposed to be the the stand-in, the the punch-down clown that just pops back up. He looks like he has sex with his clothes on. I think we can guarantee that, especially since he calls his wife mother. Mother. Ugh. He's so creepy, man. He's incredibly creepy. Anyway, locally, good news, everybody. Mayor Aaron is doing it again. We're getting more bike lanes. 
Yeah, she uh, relaunched her. And you know what? Unfinished the, the, business. I honestly don't have a whole lot of hope for like the Salt Lake City mayoral election just because like there's not I mean, there's only so much anyone could do with that anyway. Right. We all know like for the most part, mayors are kind of decorative positions. They might as well just be like European royal families at this sure. point too. Yeah. Like, I mean, we know who runs this city, and it's certainly not the mayor. And while Aaron has done a wonderful job aiding the people in power, she's not the one actually like pulling the levers and and touching no. the buttons. I mean, at a certain point, like like Aaron Mendenhall is essentially like the exact problem with both municipal government and the Democratic Party. Yeah. Like you can see how everything is just beholden to developers and you can't check police at any level just because like she gave them a 30% raise, man. Biggest police budget in city history. After like far. right, right after the George Floyd protests. Don't worry. They, they did that black lives matter mural at the city and county right. building. Like what's your problem? Like what's, yeah. what's wrong here? Yeah, sure. They've done like next to nothing to actually check the Salt Lake city police department, which is probably one of the most out of control police departments in the state. And then just gave like, them a shit. Not only in the money. state, but in the fucking nation. Oh yeah. It's like, it's, it's pretty incredible how often like they make news with like, Oh yeah. Salt Lake city cop just like sicked his police dog on a surrendering yeah. black man. It's like, Oh great. Fantastic. Wonderful. We and feel any, great about our municipal government. Don't we folks? At any time, like there's a homeless encampment or like, you know, people are trying to survive in the worst winter in 40 years. No, we have to throw she, away. She all declares a public health crisis and bulldozes these encampments. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, don't worry, I'm sure. The thing is, though, like the amount of like rocky signs I've seen around city and all that, like I think she might have a problem. Yeah, I mean, I try not to take a lot of stake in lawn signs. You, you're not a big fan of the Bill Mitchell, the ground games in our heart. Yeah, mentality? I, I mean, we'll see. I've been wrong before. <laughs> you know, I may need to. <laughs> You know, I know it's not a great day for 538, but I may need to get Nate Silver on the horn and, you know, chop it up and and hear what he has to say. But again, I'm not taking a whole lot of stock in it's, it's an April. Signs. It's an April and an off year election. Like, yeah. The fact that there's any mobilization at all is like, fuck. Yeah, okay. I think I mean. I don't know anyone outside of Nate Bluen who actually thinks that Aaron Mendenhall has done a good job as mayor. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's like, once again, that's probably just the problem of like the limitations of municipal government anyway. Right. Like, I don't see anyone doing good in this job. Like yeah. you were just so hamstringed by both the state and also like developer class that runs the city in general that like, I don't know. And the police department. Oh, yeah. And how could we forget our janissaries who pretty much run everything outside of that? Right. Our, our street level bureaucrats who um, carry guns and murder with near impunity. Yeah, it's it's tight. It, it's it is tight. Anyway, uh, you know, vote. It's going to definitely help things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say I'm not like 
I'm not jumping for joy when our uh, our picks are Aaron Mendenhall and Rocky Anderson. However, I do know who in November I'll be casting my vote for. Yeah, I mean, and also I it's guess a, it's like, a hold your nose kind of situation for me. But yeah. there's a cle- there's clearly a person in the race who is better. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you can just go back to those city cast interviews, not to bring up another podcast that is superior to us. And yeah, they're better than way. us. That's, that's okay. <laughs> but um, like the interviews that both Rocky and Mer- Aaron Mendenhall did with uh, city cast and Ali Vallarta pretty much just shows exactly the type it's of night person. And day. Like, like Aaron Mendenhall showed she is completely bereft of any ideas other than just like like continue to just do the same standard development we've already had. She's, she is the perfect liberal in this, in the, in the sense that the entire like neoliberal ideal is maintaining the status quo. That is Aaron Mendenhall. Absolutely. You know, we get a lot of show and we get these, these little gestures that make people feel better. The black lives matter mural at library square, but is again, completely beholden to the system and subscribes to the scratch, a, scratch, a liberal and a fascist bleeds kind of ideology where, you know, outside of doing the BLM mural, she also gives cops a 30% raise. I know. And it's, it's- let's, let's every developer in the state who especially, especially those with ties to her husband have prima nocta over the city. It's that standard quote that liberalism is nothing more than just bearing witness to suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, the the Malcolm X quote about how, you know, beware the white liberal. Like it's not really for. There's no real progress there. It's just gestures. And and, and like I said, I don't really have a whole lot of hope for for Rocky either. No. But at the very least, like at least he's like flowing ideas like social housing and things like that, which is probably the only way you're going to actually break the the like developer like cartel that pretty much controls most of like the real estate and rental markets inside Salt Lake City. Like yeah. if you have that check where it's like the social social housing part can set prices at like mixed income levels too for both like middle class and lower class renters like you can break that that monopoly that those developers have Mm -hmm. but no aaron manhall's mentality is well let's just have the real the city's development agency just continue to give money to developers to build quote-unquote affordable housing which i would have to ask affordable for who yeah are we talking like affordable for tech ceos yeah as, as time goes on and as like supply dwindles and everything like that like who's going to be able to afford the housing because at a certain point like if that housing rate still goes up like even the even the units you sell for 60 percent or 50 percent of like median income is still unaffordable for most like service and industry workers that will pretty much man much of the city well let's just i mean let's just put this into perspective i don't know if you saw the article that came out in the trib a couple weeks ago that said cost of living in salt lake now under aaron mendenhall is on par with Chicago. That's awesome. Despite being a fraction of the size of Chicago. And also despite having a fraction of like the mass transit infrastructure the, of Chicago. Yeah, the, the the infrastructure, the there's a huge wage disparity between the average uh 
the median income in a city like Chicago and a city like Salt Lake. So like we, we always talk about how razor thin the margins are for a lot of people, especially working class people in this country and in this city. And those margins continue to get slimmer and slimmer under this leadership. All the time. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like Chicago, you have an L train. Here, you have to have a car. You have to. Like, we unless, don't... unless you live and work right downtown in Salt Lake City, you have to own a car. Yep. There, if, there's no if ifs, ands, or buts. Like, I live five minutes away from downtown. I am very close. If I wanted to, I could walk, which I do a lot. But it's a little bit of a hike if I want to get back to my place from downtown. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like to be able to conduct my business, to be able to have my life the way that I want it, I have, I need a car. Yeah. I mean, even think about like how the amenities inside the city or inside the metropolitan area are just spaced out anyway, too. Right. Say you want to go see an RSL game. Fantastic. Well, if you live downtown or if you live anywhere other than like right on the tracks line, you have to get a car to have to go anywhere. Like it's, it's impossible. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Like even then with like, with like say the bees and all that too, like they're going to move them all the way out to daybreak. Like, right. To watch a baseball game, you're going to have to have a car. Like yep. this is probably the, the most car friendly state in the country, mm-hmm. which is ludicrous for yeah. what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Salt Lake is one of the least walkable cities I've ever spent time in. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Like we do not like take pedestrian safety into consideration nearly no. at all. Yeah, man. It sucks. She sucks so much. Don't vote for Aaron Mendenhall. Send her packing. She yeah. sucks. She doesn't even, deserve to be in power. Even vote for Michael Valentine over her. I don't. Yeah. Care. Anyone. Like, I like don't his, care. Like, like Michael Valentine's politics seem like they're closer to our level at the same point too. Mm-hmm. He also was just kind of unsettling and bitter. Yeah. Like every time I go to his, I somehow stumble upon his Twitter page. It was like, you need to tone it down, man. And if I'm thinking that, then what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Because I'm not the friendliest human being on Twitter. (laughs) By any stretch. (laughs) All right. Well, with that said, should we, uh, should we do a bit of a recap? We're going to, we're going to kind of, uh bypass the hell lions because we've been out for so long and can, we're can we t- still play the drop though come oh, of on of course yeah i mean of course yeah let's just go through a quick recap of some of these things too sure, uh, i'm just i'm just gonna read these off real quick all right do it all right so uh what we missed number one uh President Big Boy got indicted. Criminal charges against Donald J. Trump were unveiled on Tuesday as prosecutors. This was you know, a couple Tuesdays ago now. As prosecutors accused him of participating in a scheme to cover up potential sex scandal during the 2016 presidential campaign, uh, Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 felony charges of falsifying business records. They all involved the, uh, the payment of hush money to Stormy Daniels. Uh, Let's see. He is the first current or former American president to be charged with a crime 
his arraignment was a culmination of a nearly five-year investigation by the Manhattan DA, and it also sets in motion a lengthy legal process. Any potential trial would likely be next year at the earliest. That'd be so funny if he won and then was like in the middle of a criminal trial while president. It would be so funny if he like got sentenced to prison, like in the middle of the campaign, and he had to run from God, prison, like so, Eugene Debs. Yeah, like Eugene Debs. <laughs> yeah, but like also at the same point too, like this is probably like the lightest crimes that Donald Trump has ever right. committed. Like this is definitely like the Al Capone tax evasion sort of Absolutely. thing. Because I mean, like. I am positive anyone who was involved in like the 80s real estate market in like New York City could probably be brought up on I don't know how many RICO cases that would put them away for about 15 to 20 life well, terms. Dude, like how many stories have come out about him working with the mob back in the 70s and 80s? <laughs> he used to tell members of the press when they come to his office, he was like, I have to make sure that the coast is clear because sometimes I have mafia people come up here and, you know, you know, we just sometimes do business every now and then. Like he used to brag about it, which is like one of the funny things about Trump is like he's just on a... I mean, his whole campaign in 2016 was like bragging about how he was corrupt. Like that's that was his in for the campaign was like, I bought off all these guys. Let's just cut out the middleman and just make me president. Yeah. The 2016 campaign was the uh, was an even more successful Lufthansa. You know, to a certain extent. Yeah. And as, as you saw how the administration was cold throughout the presidency it was essentially like that uh eric clapton montage oh yeah absolutely (laughs) anyway it's funny how this like isn't in the news at all anymore like everyone's kind of forgot about it at this point yeah it's like everyone was just like like especially if you like saw conservatives on twitter too they were like posting things like uh you know, Mao and Stalin used to charge their political opponents. He was like, first off, they didn't quite go through the same amount of like, um, I would say, uh, judicial processes that the uh, Manhattan DA is doing. Like, right. like Alvin Bragg, if he was like Beria or something like that with the NKVD, wouldn't necessarily be going through an indictment. They would just probably just murder them in like the damp basement. Right. But. Whatever. You know. Yeah. Speaking of, of Mao and, and Trump in the 80s, like if Mao was in power in the United States, Trump never would have made it out of the 80s. <laughs> no, he would not have. <laughs> anyway. There would, uh, th- th- there would be a, a few little, uh, you know, reforms and all that and <laughs> mass graves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, little sure. tidbits. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two, we got to talk about Clarence Thomas, of course. And this is on April 6, 2023, about three weeks ago. <laughs> ProPublica reported Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has come under fire from Democrats and ethics experts for accepting trips from and selling real estate to GOP mega donor Harlan Crow without disclosing it. Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? Oopsie. It really is funny, too, because we also got introduced to this another, like, grotesque billionaire of America, which is like, yeah, I collect Hitler's things. Yeah, I don't number, see what the big deal is. Yeah, the uh, the number one Nazi enthusiast in America. 
you know what? There's like a weird thing where like billionaires just do like to just collect like weird things. I don't think that makes him a Nazi like per se. I mean, more so than just being a conservative billionaire. Like, I think that kind of yeah. puts you more in the category to begin with. But like, like owning like a signed copy of Mein Kampf, that's just like something a weird billionaire would do. Yeah, it's still a very weird thing that to have. Oh, it, it totally is. Too. Like the photorealistic paintings is the real sicko shit yeah. to me, but. Do you think he has like a, you know, that, that post or that painting of Clinton that Epstein had and then what was it? Was it his mansion or was it in little St. James? I, forgot I think it was one. little St. James or he had the, the one, painting of like yeah, of, him of and his dress Bill and the dress and all that. Yeah. You think, Weird he, stuff. You, you think Harlan Crow has something like that of Clarence Thomas? You know what? It would not surprise me considering <laughs> Harlan Crow has very uh, eclectic taste. Yeah. Um, I, is- I did. I, I did love how every bankrolled like conservative journalist had to come out and be like, uh, actually Harlan Crow is the kindest, warmest, generous human being I've right. ever known in my life. And he would never do corruption. It's like, yeah, man, who would ever think he was corrupt after all he bought you. Right. Yeah. That was the thing. Like what was it that Jonah Goldberg dude or whatever? Yeah. It was Jonah Goldberg and David French like and all Charles these Murray was who have been on his payroll. Charles Murray was the fun one too, because like, Oh yeah, great. The bell curve guy is like yeah, out defending tight. me. Terrific. The the guy who just like did the most like discredited science thing that pretty much is like, well, actually blacks naturally have lower IQs, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Like that's who you want in your corner. Yeah. And, he also had a photorealistic painting of him and Charles Murray. So Did terrific he, stuff all Charles, around. Charles Murray dedicated one of his books to him. Yes. <laughs> Great stuff. That's oh, exactly so tight. Yeah. That's exactly the type of person you want to have owning yeah. a Supreme Court justice. A guy anyway, who's into the bell curve and phrenology and has signed copies of Mein Kampf. Like, Good dude. We like him. Anyway, uh, in other developments in that one, too, apparently, like, uh, <laughs> Neil Gorsuch was doing some crooked land yeah, land deals of his awesome. own. Where he just, like, he was just selling land to some, like, law firms and just leaving the name of who he was selling it to blank on the disclosure form. It's so, it's just so tight to know, just, like, I don't think anything's going to become of this. And we already have said that, like uh democrats aren't going to pursue a case or anything on clarence thomas mostly because no. like the w- what was the excuse is that the the courts have already been damaged enough and this would send them into a tailspin no john roberts already told yeah john roberts already told dick durbin today to go fuck himself about coming to testify in the judiciary committee yeah. because like one you like there's no oversight they can really do because diane feinstein thinks that she's the oh, queen we're gonna of get France there. right now oh of course we're, we're gonna are. get there yeah, but like, so there's no oversight of the courts at all. This is so, so this, rad, man. This is great, like Weimar Germany These moments. Are the pillars of a functioning democracy, ladies and gentlemen? Listen, I'm a couple chapters into the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Um, I'm at the beginning where it's just pretty much about how like a bunch of elderly politicians in Weimar Germany are keeping Hitler out of office. I haven't read further. I'm just assuming everything just turns out well. Yeah, nothing bad ever happened there. Anyway, our 82-year-old, our 80-year-old president just announced he's going to run for re-election. So, you know, good stuff. Yeah, I love it here. All right, let's talk about some other dipshits. Uh so last week, Fox News and Dominion, the uh, voter machine company, reached a $787.5 million settlement in a defamation lawsuit. 
We, uh, we already the, talked about this, but can we talk about how funny it is that you lost a defamation lawsuit to a company called Dominion? Yes, it's very funny. It's like losing a defamation case to a company called like Evil Empire. Right. <laughs> it's a great job. We here at Goebbels Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny though, just because like... It, like Dominion's like only worth like two hundred million dollars as a company. Right. So there's like, yes, we'll take three times our worth, and we don't have to pay legal bills anymore. That's terrific. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, if you're a company like that, of course you're going to take the uh, you're going to take the settlement. But there's just like there's a part of me, and maybe this is like me being an ultra lib that's like disappointed a bit like you want to believe in actual justice. And it seemed like this was actually going to be a big case. And like, it's nothing. And what is, what's 800 million to Fox? Not much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't going to ever like come out that far anyway, yeah. too. Cause it's like, great. Uh, $800 million. That's, that's terrific. That's, generally what we have to pay for when we get caught like hacking children's phones like hooray yeah do you want to i kind of feel like fox probably had this in the budget this year i i, I think they have a fairly sizable budget for uh defamation uh yeah. settlements like they knew they knew once the lawsuit was filed that they were fucked and they were gonna have to do some sort of settlement and i would be shocked if that wasn't on the books already oh it definitely was we 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 all know that anyway justice is served justice is served the liberals have won the bad guys always lose let freedom ring okay moving on what do we got uh diane feinstein is older than fucking dirt and she is girl bossing her way into the grave so you know those social bros just don't want to let a girl boss win i I mean yeah it's the bernie bros always keeping women down despite her being uh miss feinstein being hospitalized in early march uh is is there proof that she's alive? Cause I, I've I don't seen know statements, but like, I have not seen any proof that she is actually on this mortal coil still. No. And she has missed 60 of the last 82 votes taken in the Senate this year. Uh, the Senate, which has been on recess since March 31st is preparing to return, uh, April 17th last week. And I, I think, uh, I think my favorite part was that one guy who like posted Twitter to was like, I have to, I can't stay silent about this anymore. I met Diane Feinstein two months ago and she introduced herself as mayor, mayor Feinstein, Feinstein. <laughs> which she has not been since 1988. Dog, there were like, this was like two, three years ago. There were articles about her brain being pudding. There, that doesn't get better. I think there was age. a there was a Vandy Fair article. I'm pretty sure where it's like where like Chuck Schumer like had a conversation with her and she completely forgot it. So Chuck Schumer had to have the same conversation later that day. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's it's <laughs> cool that she's like one of the top 100 people in the government. Yeah, like this is that's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, term limits. That, not just term lib, it's just like the fact, like, if you wouldn't let them drive a car, why are you letting them 
vote and write legislation. Yeah, shape legislation, like lead the country. Anyway, uh, so apparently like, Feinstein's uh, absence has seriously impeded Democrats' ability to confirm uh, <laughs> Biden's judicial nominees, which like – Just a completely unserious party. Like yeah, let's which, just be honest here. Which is like one of the reasons people like fucking Clarence Thomas are going to get away with what they've done scot-free. Like, yeah, like Clarence Thomas's heart's going to explode one day and like there'll be no ability to replace him even with like a Democratic majority because the the Republicans are either just going to blue slip into death or just like. Sure. Just, no. Again, they had they had 50 years to codify Roe. And they didn't do it. And they didn't do it. So like, sorry, if you're if you're putting money and your faith in the Democratic establishment. I am happy to sell you beachfront property on the Great Salt Lake. I mean, here's the thing: like, you, I have not seen the judiciary this week in my life, this week in my life ever, mm-hmm. and like, the ability of them to just keep digging when it comes like the amount of corruption on to, like, it would not take much for the Democrats to like come up with an argument for why they could pack the court. Yeah. It's like, wow, it looks like at least two or three of these guys are just completely just completely um, bought are just com- sold American. And what you could do with that is like, it, you know, in order to actually restore integrity to the court, we're going to name three more justices to, you know, make sure that those votes are ensure that the, the, just the trust of the court is still there. Right. But they won't do no, it because they won't cowards. do anything. Yeah. Because Democrats don't govern they, they don't know. know how to govern. They don't oh. know how to lead. They know how to govern. They just don't want to. Like, they're very good at stopping any sort of insurgency from the left. Sure. So, yeah, they know how to govern. They just don't want to. I think you're right. I think it's a matter of will. All right. Uh, let's keep going down the list. The Bud Light thing was stupid. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the Bud Light stuff. Kid Rock shot up a bunch of Bud Lights and like a bunch of like conservative dipshits got mad because they gave Bud Light gave a uh, trans woman a a uh, six pack with her face on it. Uh, anyway, Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney, is, she is very popular on TikTok. She has almost 11 million followers. I been, had no idea who she was until I didn't moment. fucking know. And like. I'm not on TikTok. I don't care. No, neither am I. Like, I don't care. She seems great. She seems wonderful. I'm happy for her. But just like, you know what? There is a part of me, though, that really hopes that the right just goes all in on this trans culture war bullshit because it continues to bite them in the ass. Because normal, everyday people look at that shit and say, that's weird. That's yes. too far because you know what? At the end of the day, still a human being. Yeah. But yeah. they don't want to acknowledge that because right. they're complete. Because weirdos. they lost the gay marriage battle. And now this is the next thing that like the next lower rung on the totem pole that they can punch down. I mean, at a certain point, it feels like a divide and conquer strategy where yeah. it's like, if they can roll back any sort of trans rights possible, then they can probably do that to kind of roll back gay rights too. Yeah, like it's, absolutely. By, by no means is this like a, uh, 
this is a zero sum game for them. No. Like they're going to come back at that. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, that was already in the, uh, in the decision. Wasn't that like justice Alito when he wrote that opinion on Roe v. Wade, he talked about like, it's time to repeal Obergefell and yeah. Gay, you know, and, and, and all the other landmark cases. I mean, that's one of the big obstacles, like trying to put it back to the States is that States could probably do that. Right. And yeah. like the respect for marriage act that came through and all that too, was like respects at the federal level. So like between mm-hmm. States, you could probably have it. So if you were married in Massachusetts and moved somewhere else, you'd have it respected, but that also opens the door to have it being voided at a state level. Right. So, yeah. you know, great stuff all around. And we know that Republicans are patient and they play the long game. So. Yeah. I mean, also at a certain point too, they think like, the Republican Party does not comprehend how far crazy they can get. Yeah. So, like, a generation removed from, like, one thing they do is just like, oh, it's an entirely new level of psychopaths. Yeah. So, like, at a certain point, like, who knows what they're going to contemplate? Because, like, the whole, like, overturning Roe v. Wade and all that, I don't think they ever planned for that to ever happen. No. That was the dog that caught the car. Yeah, they got it, and you know, I think they're going to be dealing with the uh, the repercussions for a long time. Yeah, and like at a certain point, like all they have is a judiciary, which honestly is a right. good sort of like uh, it's a good bastion against any sort of like reform that might actually be a progressive change in this country. But also at the same point too, all you really need to control is the judiciary, right? Like you can lose a Senate. Like we already saw, like losing the Senate doesn't stop anything with the Republican Party. No. Mainly just because you don't take the car keys from Meemaw. So Right. Fuck, man. Yeah. Uh anyway, let's talk about something funnier. That is that uh both Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon are out. Tucker ostensibly due to the fallout of the uh, Dominion lawsuit we already talked about. Um also it was leaked that he has been having a long running affair with the green M&Ms and a part of the uh you know the leaked text messages from Fox, you know, us at Brigham Young Money we have special uh classified privileges and we were able to document them and i can't go into complete detail of the grotesque uh, text messages between tucker and the uh green m&m but i will say that he uh he didn't like it when she took the boots off <laughs> uh all i know is I, I got reacquainted with the nick mullen and uh what's going the- on well, as I, I think I got it here. Let's let's see here because that was really good. Oh, who's jacking off to this? This isn't a joke. There's naked pictures of me all over the internet. Like what you see? I hope you do because there's plenty more where that came from. What is going on? Who's jacking off to this? It's not me. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your family. That's uh. But you know, my only th- thought about. Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon is, I think it's funny. And if your thoughts on this, there's anything beyond this is funny. You have problems because yeah. honestly, like you should not be giving a shit about Congra- congratulations. Two of the shittiest people in the world lost their jobs. Like, 
like, and it's not going to stop anything. Like, no, Fox News is going to find someone else to fill the eight o'clock time slot, which is going to be just. Yeah, do you think they're going to give up the stormfront white power hour? Absolutely yeah, not. Of course not. And there'll be something else to like nuke your grandparents' brains further. Like that's that's all it's ever going to be, no matter what. Like it's the same thing that happened with Bill O'Reilly too. Right. Like Bill O'Reilly, it, like, it is funny that like the top guy at Fox is becoming kind of cyclical. Yeah, like. Like Bill O'Reilly, like got ousted and then just disappeared. Like he tried yeah. a podcast or whatever, but like now the, he just writes like seventeen books about Lincoln a year. Yeah, the the age group that watches Fox News is not going to one is not going to possibly find a way to move over to a new medium to watch Tucker Carlson or to want to because it's too hard. God, I hope he runs. God, that'd be so funny. See, like, that's the thing that he'll find out too. Like, that'll be like the you'll get like 10% of the vote because that's a 10% of psychopaths who actually vote, right? Who would actually like God, that'd be so hang funny. On every word, yeah. I would love, I, w- I want it so bad. That'd be so funny. Also, it's really interesting too that Tucker Carlson became like the like epitome of masculinity to the right just because like so weird he's like motherfucker wore a bow tie until he was like 45. Yeah, he's just like a pudgy dipshit. I mean, it speaks like what they think masculinity is at this point, too. It's um, mainly it's mainly just being an asshole, like it's yeah. being a racist asshole, a misogynistic asshole, a sexist asshole, a transphobic asshole, a homophobic asshole. It's just being an asshole. It's just like being, an, yeah, it's being an asshole to anyone who doesn't look or think exactly like you. Yeah, because like that's what masculinity is. Right. Them. It's just like he tells it like it is like, well, no, he doesn't. You just think that way because like you don't ever leave your house i mean like it's funny that like fox news has created an entire generation of people who are terrified to go to like kroger in their like suburban fortress gated community now yeah and it's like that's all it is like a whole generation of people are just terrified to go like two city blocks down because yeah. they think it's a no-go zone. Right. Yeah. Every single American city is like a resident evil level. Yeah. Which is why when this is why like kids just get gunned down when they hit the doorbell oh, at the God, wrong place man. or something. Yeah, like that's that. the thing. Like I do want to eventually expand on that more in another episode. But this idea and all of these stories of just mass violence of people getting gunned down if they like pull into somebody's garage you know they make a wrong turn on a street or you know they deliver a pizza to the wrong house or something and it's like i think we it's it's bound to happen in a society that is a insane when it comes to guns yes and b programmed to be as paranoid as possible paranoid and violent yeah yeah, it's I want again, I want to talk more about this on, on a different episode. We don't really have time to really expand upon it, but it is it, it's it's completely linked. It's a straight line. It it really is. It's horrible. It's fucking awful. I'm gonna let you take this last one because you're much more up on this story <sighs> than I am. It's very funny. What are you talking about? You were on the episode with Brace. I know, but I, I- it's it's been a long time and I was I was dying of covid when you were uh when you were doing this. But um if you want to go back and listen to episode 90 of Brigham Young Money that we recorded with Brace Belton about uh 
David Levitt and trying to um, extradite this guy, Nicholas Rossi, Nicholas Aliverdian, whatever he wants to call himself, Arthur Knight, which is the <laughs> ultimate British name. Such a British name. I brought me name. My name is Arthur Knight. Hey, how's it going? I'm an American. My name is Washington Soldier. <laughs> My name is Ennis Freedom. Uh, um, apparently he was on Dateline the other day and just, Oh my m- God. Will you put the clip in? Yeah. I'm going to listen to it right now. Cause we can hear it right here. Jesus. It's so funny. But- he, all right. Let's see here. We were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted. And we'd like privacy, and I would like to go back to being a normal husband. But I'm, I can't, because I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say, that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to, to someone who believes that, that you are Nicholas Oliverdian? I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Oliverdian. I do not know how to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on an show this is all an act oh that's a right blow blow we were once a normal family oh my goodness that is the most that is the fantastic i i gotta say man i know it's been it's been years since the 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 big fight he had with uh with batman in gotham you know after the whole bomb and everything but bane's really let himself go that is a man that is in a pit of despair and I I need him to get his shit together. Oh my goodness. Like that is the most, and I've watched that video probably it's 25 so times funny. and I have laughed 25 <laughs> the times. Whole, like, like, well, let, well, let me tr- try to get up. Angela, that is a low blow, a right low blow. And the motherfucker just like, he puts on his, like he does his best Humpty Dumpty impression. Just I know the, it is, it's so it's so funny. It, it really is amazing. Just like the fact that this guy, like the most, like how he hasn't been extradited yet, I have no idea. Just because, like, his whole idea is like, um, actually, I don't know how I have the same DNA and fingerprints as this chap, uh, yeah. this uh, Nicholas Alverde fella, I'd have no idea who this mate is. Uh, time for tea. It's like the most like patronizing British accent yeah. ever. Do is like it's it's like the guy from There's Something About Mary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway, of course, this is this is the guy who was uh, we've talked about who was. Uh, this, linked to the, the guy, Utah yeah, this, DA ritual child sex yeah, abuse. This thing. is the guy that uh, was trying to give that David Levitt thought was tipping the Utah County Sheriff information on, yeah. on trying to accuse him of being a child molester, which is like in itself pretty weird, especially because like if you look at Nicholas Alaverde for like five seconds, like, huh, probably don't want to use this guy as a reliable narrator on anything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go back and listen to our episode with Brace. Listen to True and On series. They did like a five episode. Uh, yeah, they, they really series go on this. On they they go really. It is if you want to go into the belly of Carcosa, 
that is Utah County. You know, strap yeah, in for ten hours of that with uh, Brace and Liz. Oh yeah, you'll you'll definitely do that. Good lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, now we're back to the present. Um, first, take off, it away, man. First off, uh, Utah Sanders' house got a makeover. <laughs> Blacks rule. <laughs> you know what? I I don't necessarily think he did vandalize his own house, but also you could make a good conspiracy theory that he may have done that for the theatrics of trying to like get as much vitriol going to the Republican convention sure. as humanly possible. Especially yeah. because their whole thing about like, uh, it's actually really uh, unpleasant to put a swastika on Ron DeSantis's face. Um, you should do that because uh, you know that's that's hyperbole. That fell flat, so you know they probably just did that. But anyway, he, yeah, certainly needed something. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, his house got vandalized with um, essentially someone saying. Um, a slur for transgender people bash back or something like that on the garage. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like, honestly, I haven't seen footage of it. So could have been anybody. Yeah. Right, it's kind right of been like, center, the, who cares? It kind of looks exactly like the, uh, the don't email my wife spray paint. If you remember I thought that. the exact same thing Year, like, years ago, if you're, you know, if, if you're up on your internet lore, Oh yeah. Anyway, like I thought you you said it best, and and when you tweeted, like it's a good thing that like politicians should be a little weary of their actions. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like like if you're going to do things that cause people to essentially feel like they can't be in this state, period. Yeah. Well, not only that, but this is like we do know. That bills like the the transgender ban in Utah lead to death. Yeah, they're violence. Yeah, like, it's it's like none. seems to me like you're doing just fine, guy. Yeah, it's like it, like if the worst you have is a little bit of spray paint that you can take off with get five a power washer. Of, yeah, five minutes of a power washer. Guess what? It's gone. Yeah, small price to pay for trying to push a fascist agenda. But you know what? You do you, buddy. Um, anyway. Um, the reaction to this was very strong, especially amongst two of our favorite organizations in the state, Quality Utah and the Eagle Forum, which really weird that they would work in tandem on this, which is definitely not have anything to do with the fact that um, uh, <clears throat> that the founders of both organizations were kind of a mentor-mentee relationship. But, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Whatever. Yeah. That's, that's water under the bridge. But anyway, Equality Utah put out a statement that pretty much said, as LGBTQ Americans, we know what it's like to be on the receiving end of violence. We know what it's like to fear for our safety. It is never acceptable to, repl to replicate the violence or threatening tactics that, that we have had to endure and target the, with whom we have disagreements. These heinous acts do not help LGBTQ Utahns. They do not advance a climate of equality. In fact, they harm our efforts to build bridges and create deeper understandings with our fellow Utahns. Shut up. You know what the funny thing is? Um, when Proud Boys in January uh, were did armed protests in front of drag shows. Yeah. You know how many statements Equality Utah put out? Seto. Not a fucking one. And did they actually show up or, you know, 
show any sort of support to those drag shows? No, no, of course they didn't. Because did I mean, did they make any sort of like uh, monetary contributions to those drag shows or the organizations putting them on or the establishments? Not that I've seen. No, I went through their disclosures day too, no. just because I wanted to go back and think about how they gave Jay Stewart Adams a thousand dollars in twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, and like this sounds like I have a feeling that Troy Williams probably called Gail, you know, his uh, his good friend Gail Rusica up and they probably drafted that statement together. I mean, the fact like these two events, I think, and Equality Utah's reaction to it, you can definitely tell what their base is. And it certainly isn't LGBTQ people. It's yeah. politicians and donors like like that's that's the thing that drives me crazy, especially about nonprofits in the state and all that. Is that is that what they mainly try to accomplish is just making sure the mice pivot never gets turned off and that they still have access right. to power. Like Equality Utah will do anything it takes to make sure they still have that per- proverbial seat at the table, despite the fact that as rights just continue to get like rolled back in the state, it shows that they control absolutely nothing. It it's, has zero effective ability at all. Yeah. And and like at a certain point, like even especially among like centrists and even liberal people in this state too, like their financial supporter just feels like more like indulgences more than anything else. It was like it they're fucking sin eaters. Yeah. Speaking of this, I did find it very funny the thing that you sent in the uh, the chat that Equality Utah sent out today about their ERG uh their employee resource group summer gathering. Uh Brought to you by Goldman Sachs. Yes, Goldman Sachs <laughs> like, and a bunch of perfect. Like, yeah, Goldman Sachs and a bunch of like uh, like investment firms, which is you yeah. know woke capital, baby. Yeah. Again, if you're gonna if you're gonna donate your money to anyone, um, uh, send your money and your support to the armed queers. You Hell can yeah. go and listen to our – that was our last episode. You can go and listen to that. But that's an organization that's actually doing something worth a shit. I, I, yeah. I mean that's much more better too. Oh, and speaking of Equality Utah, they were at the Utah Republican Convention too. Of course they were. They bought a booth. Yeah. I mean Troy Williams is a Republican. He's he actually legitimately it. is. Yeah, that's the that's the hilarious thing about it all too. But like they spend upwards of like a thousand dollars buying a booth at the Republican convention for an event headlined by Ron DeSantis. Yeah, awesome. What does that say right there? Yeah, uh, I mean it, it. It says everything, right? Like these are not people with like the interest of the LGBTQ in mind. No, it's it's the donor class. Like it's the yeah, same. Yeah, it's reason about they, making money. Yeah, it's the same reason why, like, when it comes to election season, all that too. Like, they'll do their questionnaires for like Republican candidates, but they always do it with the kids' gloves too, because like, yeah, who are you going to really ask there too? Like, they do so much cover, and then it's not just like Equality Utah too. It's also like groups like Encircle too, which you know build fucking mansions and then just like not and then give like any- don't don't let people. <laughs> They don't like kids who have been kicked out of their homes stay there. Right. It's like fantastic work, everybody. Bravo. Yeah. We're doing a great job. Anyway, speaking of the Utah Republican Convention, too, it was um, insane. Yeah, of course. It's it's the sicko convention. 
So I uh, found some uh, highlights of the uh, convention that were brought by Salt Lake Tribune and uh, Brian Schott. So awesome. I thought we'd go through them by point by point and just on some it. of them too. First off, we're going to go with uh, Ron to suck ass. Um, Guy sucks. He's never going to be president. God, did you see his clip in Japan? Yeah. Like he's just like, just like kind of like he did the thing. Oh, from you like know, a, I'm, not, I'm not a candidate. He was like the lady robot face from like Total Recall too. It was like, <laughs> two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> he's got absolutely no chance. No, like he's no sauce. Get, I think at a certain point, like he's going to be like, I can't do this. Like he, he's got to already be there. He's got to be, but I think Dog, like at a it's certain April, point, 2023. He's already down more than 20 points. And like, it's not getting any better too, because like, no. you're, like your one opportunity is when Trump got indicted because then you, you can make the law and order sort of like, uh, and he refused there. to actually capitalize on that. Yeah, done. Done. He sucks. This guy is fucking 2024 Jeb Bush. Get him the fuck out of my face. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. And you know, I just want, I I thought that Chapo on a, you know, a couple episodes back brought up a really good point. It is another one that I want to reiterate is that like, a lot of people will say, well, what about 2028 with DeSantis? And let me just go ahead and clear the air right now. That's never going to happen. A, because... DeSantis's governorship, his term ends in January of 2027. That will mean by the 2028 election, he will be out of mainstream politics for almost two years. And DeSantis's entire appeal is that he gloms on to whatever the culture war topic du jour is, whether it's Disney or Bud Light or, you know, trans panic or whatever it is. And he blows it up into a big deal and he becomes the culture war hero. You can't do that when you're out of politics for over two years. Not only that, but Florida does not have an open Senate seat in 2026. So he could not run for that. He has no choice but to try to go in all all, right now or he's irrelevant. And he's been so weakened by just like trying to do this like fake presidential run and all that. Yeah. That I don't even think he could take over a Sansi. Like, I don't think he could beat Rick Scott or even Marco Rubio. Imagine that. You have less cachet than fucking Marco Rubio. Yeah. Like one of the saddest human beings to ever be in the United States Senate. Anyway. Yeah. Here's a speech from Utah, too. Um Going off of the Tribs article, when he hit the stage on Saturday morning, DeSantis served up the political red meat Republican delegates were craving. During a roughly 45-minute speech, attendees leaped to their feet and applauded his mention of the political battles his his administration spearheaded in Florida. Once again, like awesome. just just uh, you know, really playing to the crowd of like potential family annihilators. Um, quote, Utah is one of the best governed states in the United States, DeSantis said to a loud cheer from delegates. Quote, Utah, like Florida, is where freedom works. Maybe Florida is like the Utah of the Southeast, which is a quote that made me want to move more than anything else I've ever heard. Ugh. Gross. I'm not like some Republicans who get in the office and act like potted plants. We are going on offense. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to let the left define the terms of debate. I'm not going to let the media bully me. Buddy, you're getting bullied by the former president of the United States on a daily basis. And like, dog, you don't need, 
We do. We don't. The left doesn't have to bully you anymore. You got Donald John Trump doing yeah, that you for got, you. Yeah, you got the the king. Of, you got Triumph the insult comic dog power bombing you on a on a daily basis. You had the former president insinuate you were, were a pedophile. pedophile, and then also insinuated you were gay, and you didn't do anything. You took it. You rolled over you and shoulder belly. You fucking Ted Cruz ass bitch. Like that's why none of them will ever beat him. None of them will ever beat him because none of them can ever play in the same terms that Donald Trump does. They can't match him on personality. They can't match him on vitriol. They can't match him on anything. They certainly can't match him on fanatic support. How do you, how do, how do you out mess the messiest bitch of all time? You don't. Unless you're Joe Biden. Who's like, you know, just like, shut up, man. Which somehow is effective. I don't know how, but it does. Yeah. It's weird. It's like such a, you know, what? I'm honestly excited for Biden Trump too. Like that's going to be kind of fun. I don't know, man. I can't, I can't get into it. You know, I get that, but oh well. it's All just right, like, to- again, it's just choosing the, the way you want to die. <laughs> All right, back to this. Attendees loudly cheered when DeSantis had the state's response to COVID, which mainly just allowed a bunch of Floridians to die. Right. Uh, his fight against Disney and pushback against the perceived indoctrination of students in Florida schools. Once again, the Disney stuff is funny because like Disney schooled him in such a way that he's just like, uh, uh maybe I'll build a prison next to uh, Disney World now. God, again, just the, the dumbest culture war bullshit. He's... He's like Tom from Succession. He doesn't have any, what are his policies? Like, what is he actually running on if he is going to actually try to be president? Fighting the woke mind virus. Yeah, that's it. You're you're not going to, you're not going to outdo Trump when it comes to that. No, he's like, just because I'm in Succession, like all I can think about is Succession now. But like, he's like Tom in how he deals with Greg. Right. (laughs) Like, he's just like, you know what, yeah, just... So you better watch yourself out there. It's right. like, and also like, he's just the weakling that like, he just has to find like the lower link below him to kind of pick on. But like anyone's above him just like pounds him into the dirt. Right. It's just great. And also here it is quote it is what I refer to as the woke mind virus. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where the woke <laughs> go to up. die. Florida is where a lot of people go to die. So right. I don't know what you're talking about there. All you got to do is look at DeSantis's COVID policy for that. Yeah, it's like, honestly, I'm surprised the margins of that election were a little closer considering how much of his base he killed off with COVID. Right. And the Democrats should be glad it wasn't even further. So further on the Republican convention, too, we had our dear governor uh, give some speeches, too. He got booed again, by the way, which makes me laugh, considering he has done everything that the hard right wants him to do. Right. And he still can't win because, I, once again, like I like to say, he's like a Disney adult on Molly. <laughs> Like he just has that weird energy to him too. He's like, all right, we're just gonna have so much fun today. And just like, ugh, dude, you need to calm the yeah. fuck down. Take it down a couple notches, bud. It's like your your energy is upsetting. <laughs> uh Governor Spencer Cox, who skipped last year's convention after delegates booed to him in 2021, <laughs> was again met with a smattering of boos when God, he hit the stage following DeSantis. So much. Last year, Cox was roasted by comedian John Oliver on his HBO program for asking Utah to pray for moisture. And the severe drug cut, that this cut him so deeply. That criticism seems to have stayed with Cox, who has been doing a victory lap of sorts, repeatedly crediting crediting his call for prayers with the state's. What do you think? You're a conduit of God on earth, Spencer Cox. 
so funny. Like, do you do you think that you personally and your relationship with the Almighty is why they got rain? Why why did California also get rain? Because California yeah. got a lot of rain too, a lot of snow as well. And like, Nevada and Idaho and Washington and the entire West. Is Gaza is, does Gavin Newsom also talk to God? Yeah. Is that is that what's going on here? Does I don't think Gavin Newsom had to publicly beg about it. So, you know, once again, the Newsom regime has the mandate of heaven. Since yeah. God just gave it to him, as opposed to like having to get pleaded for it. Quote, I asked you all to pray for water. We were mocked for that. There were two miracles that happened. The people of Utah conserved 10 billion gallons of water and the record shattering snowfall we received. Thank you for praying. Thank you for showing your faith through your works, Cox said. What the fuck, dude? What? I, I, I just, I know. He's a weirdo, man. He's, he's so weird. He's such a, uh, yeah, I don't know. He sucks. Cox has already acknowledged he's seeking a second term in office in 2024. His campaign occupied the largest booth at the convention, and campaign representatives handed out hot dogs and sodas to delegates. Great. Well, who you also know, still think he's probably like you know a weirdo woke. But like, who who do you think anybody primaries him? And uh, I mean, I it's obvious so. that the Democrats are going to win. So congratulations to Spencer Cox on his reelection. That's you're going to get tight. you're going to get some weirdo types. Dude. Like I could see like a Trevor Lee or something like sure. kind of primary him. God, that like, that would be hilarious. That uh, honestly, I am cheering for that just because like like Trevor Lee will still lose, but like yeah. thirty like, seventy I've, or something. We but. obviously like we've talked a lot. Like we can't in good faith cheer for the Democratic Party of Utah. Because it doesn't exist. It, I think really the only thing that I can cheer on in this situation is watching the GOP cannibalize itself. Yeah, the, the funniest outcome funny. possible. Like that's that's always your your best bet is the funniest right. outcome possible. Um, anyway, moving on to our awesome attorney general who gave a really bizarre speech. God, he's speaking of weirdos. Yeah. Sure hope no one ever looks at like Sean Reyes' ties to like Operation Underground Railroad or a bunch of those like real estate guys that used to hang around with uh with Tim Ballard until it got until the heat got on a little bit. Certainly there's nothing there. Anyway, uh Attorney General Sean Reyes, who is rumored to be eyeing a run for the US Senate next year, appeared to take a shot at oh, Senator. God. Mitt Romney. He's gonna be a senator, isn't he? No, Romney's going to cream him. It doesn't matter. Like Sean Reyes is one of the most like upsetting person to be around just because that's like, that's I've actually met him before and you're you're right. Deeply off-putting person. Yes. Like Mitt Romney, very robotic, very odd himself, but at the same point too, he's not Sean Reyes level of weird. Reyes recounted the plot of the movie 300, which tells the story of an outnumbered group of Spartan warriors valiantly fighting against an overwhelming opponent. The attorney general compared state delegates to the heroes of the story for standing strong against the efforts to turn Utah into California. <laughs> wow. Um, that's amazing for a lot of reasons there. Um, first of all, weird. Um, second of all, like, I, I, I don't get the California thing. Like, it, well, it's the same. It's that same fucking panic that we see on the right all the time. Like when they say we don't want Utah to turn into California, they mean LA or San Francisco, which of course they believe has been completely overrun by Antifa and homeless people. 
But like the thing about that is too, like the people moving from California here too aren't moving to like fucking Monticello or Canada right, exactly. or any of those any of those places. They're moving to Salt Lake or Lehigh or, or like St. George at mm-hmm. the like the most conservative will move to St. George. Like they're not they're not moving from like a to take over like the red areas of the state. They're just right. moving to like add more people to the blue area, which is no changes there. And it's like it's weird that they keep getting upset about that too, just because like Okay. Like they're moving from one metropolitan blue area to another metropolitan blue area. What's your problem? It's like, they're also like supposedly bringing like a tech sector too, which generally after, you know, the fed raised interest rates a couple percent fucking fell apart. So, mm. so I don't think we have to worry about that one much anymore. But anyway, they, they love that idea. Like California is just invading Utah or, for some reason. Quote, the Spartans were betrayed, sold out by a traitor in their midst. He would not stand with them. He naively believed the enemy cared for him. He doomed his brothers in arms. Let us be wary of those who put their ego and agenda before the interests of our party, Reyes said. Weird speech. Weirdo. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they uh, passed a resolution during the convention saying that they want the uh, woke flag removed and returning to the... To the traditional... Why? What? Like... It's... God, the old flag sucks. Like, just it's, fuck off with the flag thing. It feels like they're just like looking for any battle Anything. they can possibly it, have. Everything is a culture war. Because again, that's all we have left. How Nothing's actually going to get better. You're not going to improve anything. We need to have our blue bedspread with the state seal on it. Yeah. That's history. It's a dog shit flag though. Like the old flag yeah. is definitely dog. The it new sucks. one's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Just stop. It's how is, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean by a woke flag? I'm still confused at that. It's generally the same thing. Like what? We took the Eagle off it. I'm sorry. Like, okay. <laughs> it's generally the same thing. There's a beehive on it and it's yeah. like blue and red and white. The same colors as the last flag, same beehive on it. What is your problem? Right. The resolution called for the GOP to display the traditional flag at all party events. Sponsor Brandon Beckham said moving to a new flag is an attack on the state's history. Dude, we changed that flag like six times too. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Just get over it. Shut up. This is a sentiment that we believe is our but we believe in our history and it should stay. We support our flag. We didn't want it to change. We also believe that our forebearers should be honored by keeping it the original state flag of Utah. Well, it wasn't the original flag utah what whatever it doesn't matter just because like they came out with that flag like seven years after it became a state like whatever the proposal i, just, I don't want to hear another word about the flag i don't care it's so stupid like it's like it's such a fucking waste of time it looks nice it doesn't matter who it's cares? The proposed the proposal won an overwhelming majority of support from the two thousand or so delegates in attendance. Backers hope that it will give them leverage to force lawmakers to make changes next year or even ditch the new flag altogether. Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm gonna do the same effort except for its Provost flag, and I want them to return to like the uh Microsoft Word um Provo like, flag. Yeah, the uh yeah. The, the word art flag. Let's it's go back so to that. Sick. I love that one. The MS Paint flag. <laughs> All flags should be like that. Hell yeah. I will support changing the Utah State flag if it make it like the Provo Word Art flag. Yeah. Let's just go back to that. Return. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna become return guys, but just for 
<laughs> just MS, for the most god awful flags for in the Microsoft history. Word flag. Yeah, so we're just, just the most god awful flag of all time. Just like something you see is like aesthetically unpleasing to like all your senses. Yeah, like even if the, the fluttering of the flag is like unsettling. And Republicans rock, man. Like it, it's just a party of people who just get angry over the smallest things possible for reasons they can't quite understand. Could you imagine? Just imagine living your life or being with someone like that. Like the most pedantic people alive. If you have a thought on the state flag, other than like, I forgot what the state flag looks like. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Like you could do away with the flag in a minute. It would not matter at all. It's so funny. These people Uh, suck. I'm so excited for election season. It's going to be great. Hell yes. That's why we came back. That's why we signed, we inked the deal with Crooked Media. Did you see they're making a UK version of Crooked Media? Like the same people, but they're making oh, a UK. Oh, I'm sure that's going to go over great just because like, you know, the Crooked Media ones here has done such good changes. Can't wait for Crooked Media Labor Party version. Like Keir Starmer can like also make like transphobic statements oh and then God. like pretend to like walk them back. I can't wait for the Crooked Media podcast hosted by Boris Johnson. Every every country should have a Crooked Media version that just like goes to like help prop up their feckless liberal parties. Like oh, Germany. It's, it's me. I wrote all the speeches for Tony Blair. In between I, bites of me Yorkshire pudding. I gave him the idea to go into the Iraq war. It worked out great. Um, I, I think the the German one, which would just be like, uh, uh, God save the Kaiser or something. I don't know what it would be, but it would just <laughs> be like. God save the Kaiser. But it would just all just be about like why the SPD rocks. and They'll call it the like color a, Merkel. She was CDU. I get what you're saying, but doesn't matter the social democratic party of germany has been like in part in power like once in like the last 40 years who cares yeah there is no yeah. left there is no left <laughs> you could you could do one for italy for like one of like the 20 parties that just like either just turns fascist in five years right. or just disappears right uh we call ourselves the the, the soda pop par- party and then five years later it's like uh mussolini was pretty good yeah it's like damn it Again, yeah. Right after they uh, they elect his like uh, I don't know his great niece or some shit. <laughs> it's it's so good to have our new premier, uh, Hitler Mussolini. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have much more to say about this, and we should probably just wrap it up. Um, Hello, it's, it's me, Himmler Valentino. Patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money. Give us money. We're going to start putting more content on there, too, now that we're actually in the same state again. Yeah. Which is nice. You know, I do really quickly, uh, I want to give a shout out to our comrades at the Salt Lake City Library who are uh, working to unionize right now. A little tease, we will be uh, speaking to a a couple of the organizers in a uh, upcoming episode. So... Stay tuned for that. But again, solidarity for them or to them and and do everything you can to support because uh, A, we love libraries and B, we love unions. And that's pretty much the perfect marriage right there. 
Books are cool. Books are cool. And so are people uh, getting paid what they deserve. Absolutely. All right. This was good. I'm glad we're back, man. This felt good. I know. It's been a while. I know. It's just like... I, I do want to say thank you. If you are still a patron, I know we've been gone for a long time. Uh, thank you for sticking with us and thank you for being patient. Uh, sometimes life gets uh, a little difficult and we can't always do this. And uh, it means a lot that you guys are, are sticking around and still listening. And uh, we're back for good and we got a lot of stuff in the pike. And uh, I'm super excited. Feels good to be back. Yep, I'm no longer going to be doing peyote treks in the Mojave. So, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. All right. Bye, Bye. everybody. 